Hello and welcome to episode 554 of the Role Player One podcast. What? I am your host. I am your host Kelly Ryan, and with me, as always, from Cheeseville, Wisconsin, Chris Privetier. What? what, what? <laughs> We've got a lot doing, of cheese here. We got I so much doing, cheese. <laughs> I was doing a homage to Player One podcast since we oh, were just we were talking doing about. A, thought we we're on the backtrack. Are we on the backtrack no. now? We got a skit. <laughs> No, unfortunately, I don't have six hours to devote to backtrack today. <laughs> well, I'm t- and that's- I'm coming at you from the heart of Cheeseville, where just the cheese keeps on coming. It's it's rolling down hills. It rolls in pairs. It runs over your neighbor's dog. Just so that's much cheese. Log. Oh, that's log. I don't know what cheese is. <laughs> It's that kind of milky, controlled bacteria stuff that tastes really good on pizza and everywhere else. Oh, I just use cocaine for that. Chris. What? No no wonder you drive your wife up the wall. Because <laughs> I'm already on the wall. <laughs> so we have so is to it just Chris. you and me? Is it just you and me? And... We have uh, Jonathan Stringer, fellow Sega aficionado. Jonathan String Cheese, hello. Good morning. Hey, you can't adopt me to Wisconsin. Oh, all right. And I am your host, Kelly Cheese Pun Ryan. Cheese Pun Ryan. Cheese um, Punk. Is that like a new ca- genre? Instead of steampunk, we can have cheese punk? Yes, uh, mm. with, with cheese heads. and. Uh, That's really all there is, is just the cheese heads. <laughs> It's a really bad genre. Yeah. Well, well hey, someone you, maybe have already done that. I wonder. Jeez. Punk. Your football team up there does that. <laughs> I know. They're not my football I, team. I, I can say I, I, can't. I like really bad football teams, so I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> I, I can't really compare too much since my football team is, you know, Kind of not okay anymore. Which one is yours? The Kansas Chiefs? City Chiefs. Well, yeah, didn't they do something. Re- they were like in a playoff or a football. They were in a yeah, Super Bowl. They were like in a national championship. Only took them like what forty years, hey. give or take. Still, it's something. What, what, what was hilarious was going to uh, up to Kansas City that weekend, and it was just wall to wall Chief stuff. But the. Uh, the stores that Vaughn and I frequent in Kansas City were, like, deserted. So I just Googled, is there football this year? Apparently, yes, and it starts this week. Okay. Yay! Like, it, it, will there be people at the games? How is this going to work? This is going to be a real be... mess, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, it would have been hilarious if they would have canceled football this year. And I don't know, in my dream state, canceled football for all time so that the Chiefs could have been in the first and last Super Bowl. Perfect. <laughs> like, that would have been a nice bookend on the whole Super Bowl. Oh, but I digress. We, we are not a sports cast. We are an RPG cast talking about your favorite RPGs. RPG news, RPG stuff. What RPGs have you guys been playing 
Oh my gosh, they're not going to do a bubble cut. Co- oh my gosh, this is going to be a real mess. Sorry, uh, now I'm reading about football. I have played no games this week. None. No games. None. You know what I've done this week? Gasp. Gasp. Yes, I gasped so much this week. Uh, no, I've been um, I've been really indulging my Linux nerd self. And, you know, that whole CTF, Capture the Flag stuff I talked about weeks ago. I've kind of been going mm-hmm. down that rabbit hole some more. And I've been doing um, uh, security. Like, there's a website called tryhackme.com. There's also one called Hack the Box. I've been doing these little exercises on there where you take a Linux box and hack other Linux boxes and learn how to hack. Good hacking. Um, that's what I've been doing. So I've been playing with things like Kali Linux, completely irrelevant to any of the listeners of this show. And I'm so sorry. I've been an irresponsible host. Freaking Crusader Kings three came out. I was excited. I had it pre-installed on my computer and I couldn't get motivated to start it even once. I'm a failure. It has nothing to do with RPGs either. That's not even an RPG. I couldn't even play the non RPG game that interests me. I'm terrible. Please punish me. Well, we will one. We will leave that to Anna, and two. At least oh, you've been right. taking good care of Anna this week. Yeah, the arm surgery repair recovery continues. She is. Uh, she's been using her right hand, and that's been going well and then terribly. And I've never seen somebody so tired from using a hand before. But and yet that's what's happening with Anna. She'll use her hand, and then the next day she's like, "I pushed myself too hard." Like, okay. <laughs> You know what's hilarious? I mean, not hilarious, but more. I, <laughs> Her I, I pain is see, so hilarious. I, I, I know it's like I, I, I kind of see that because my mom broke her wrist doing bowling several years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, well, she 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 had a rather bad luck. She broke her wrist and then she broke her leg, and she said that breaking her wrist was a hundred times worse because yeah. um, she ba- she basically couldn't do anything with her right hand. Right. I completely disagree. Uh oh. <laughs> I've broken my arm, broken my leg. Breaking your leg sucks so much because, well, I was in high school, so I had to crutch around the entire school. When you just have a broken arm, you just got to get used to not using it. Now, I understand if it's your main arm and you check your right hand, you're right handed, and you break that, that's probably pretty bad. But breaking a leg and trying to motor around on crutches is so bad. At least they have those little wheel knee wheels now. I guess it makes it not not as bad. Yeah, I I have never broken a bone. Knock on wood. I don't hope I that could never go through that because that sounds like it sucks. It's, it's not fun. I have so also aside not from breaking limbs, um, what what have you been playing, Jonathan? Well, I have been playing this new game that came out called Wasteland 3. And I oops, I kickstarted it and been winning and winning and winning. I really like Wasteland 2. Um, like old Wasteland hadn't aged as well these days. Uh, I love the old original Fallouts, which were inspired by the Wasteland game. And this one, with a few caveats, is not disappointed uh, I haven't beaten it yet. I'm probably about maybe a little over halfway through. Uh, I'm I'm doing all the content uh, here. Uh, uh, all the content run can take you upwards of 80 hours. Um, 
where if you just kind of race through the story, you could probably get it done in 35 to 45 hours. Uh, so, all right. So not... I got to ask you, Jonathan, before we start, is this like a Fallout game or more like an XCOM game this time around? Uh, I hate. I think the like an XCOM game is overused. Because yeah. it, it doesn't feel – when I look at screenshots and videos of Wasteland 3, I get the sense that we're going more for an XCOM vibe now with strategic gunplay rather than a Fallout vibe with Wasteland role-playing. I think it's both. You can you can get out of a lot of um, – you can get out of a lot of encounters with your skills and, okay. and dialogue choices. And has it got funny writing and stuff? Or? Yes. Okay. The, they've dialed up the depraved humor to 11. All right. And there's a really funny one One uh, community. They're called the Gippers, and they worship Ronald Reagan because this is from, like, <laughs> the 80s. It's, uh, it's really good. It's, the humor is really good without, throughout. Some of the, the choices you make will just kind of make you feel icky. There's not like a good choice, and I like that. Sometimes there is. Sometimes there's like three bad choices to make, and you got to pick which bad choice you want to do. Which not all games do that. Which, and I also feel they put a lot of stuff in here, which is more old school. That stuff that dialogue choices that probably a very small percentage of the player base will ever see, and they still do it. And they used to do that in the old Fallouts. They used to do that in the old Wastelands. But they stopped doing it in more modern gaming because they realized, hey, we're putting all this time and effort into this and no one ever sees it. Right? So, but they, uh-huh. they, they are doing that in this. I, I can, maybe, maybe not to the degree they used to. It's hard to say. Just because I'm playing the game and going down a certain path. Wait, and I'm, Can you get animal companions in this game? I yes. was about to ask, okay. is that a chicken? There's a chicken and a cat. I'm like, what is going on yeah, in this video? <laughs> I have a major Tom with me the entire time. He's a cat you get from the beginning. Oh, and oh my god! Uh, you have to my talk interest to just peaked. Xbox <laughs> app loading this game up right the frick now. <laughs> so the way you get him is you have to talk to a character and it says, "Oh, go save Major, uh, go save Tom," and you have to inquire Thomas. You think he's like a human, uh-huh. and they give you a pack of smokes, which are his favorites. Uh-huh. That's the only way to get him. So you bring the cat the pack of smokes, and he meows at you, and now he's your companion. Does he, so can we he combat or not? Yeah. Oh. You don't you don't control him. He's a he's a he's a AI, but he'll go and attack. Do I need to play actually, Wasteland Two before playing this? <laughs> you need to? No. Should I? Um. I think Wasteland Two is a good game, so I would. Play Are it. the stories connected? Loosely. Loosely. Are they the same people or anything? Somewhat. Are you the same person? No. Okay. There are because I carry- kind of rather would play the game with the cat. There are carryover <laughs> NPCs. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I get my experience would be enhanced because I would know the people and the jokes and the references, right? Agreed. Agreed. So, okay, I'm, but I'm also, reading, though, it is possible. It is possible for Major Tomcat to die. <gasps> yes, it is possible for him to die. Oh, Kelly, yeah. that's that's a good morning <laughs> for you. If the enemies kill him, conundrum. So you could save. <laughs> that could be your goal. Is like if if the cat ever gets killed, you reload. It's like your fire. Oh yeah, them. that's that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> you can uh, get it on with multiple different creatures too. Uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> told you. 
the, the Braves humor is dialed up to 11. You go to a brothel, mm-hmm. and there's different men and women in the brothel that mm-hmm. you can get with, and they're all named after different uh, deck, uh, cards out of a deck of cards, like the Jack of Hearts and yada, 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 right? And mm-hmm. they, <laughs> they have different outfits on and such. It's pretty funny. And, and the last one is a goat. Okay. Yep. You can leave it the rest of you, Matt. So one of the <laughs> one of the achievements in the game is to get all the different STDs you can get. Oh goodness. <laughs> STDs got to catch them all. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is like the main draw of the game or anything. It's just an example. It is for the- me. <laughs> <laughs> it just does different things, and I was like, wow, can't believe they did that, and they went there and they did. And All right, so can I also get this chicken to join my party? Is that a thing? Yes, okay. you can get cyborg chickens. All right, cyborg chickens. And regular chickens. All right. Foxes, goats, because Wasteland is the known for the screaming goats. So okay. Wasteland 2, they scream, and I have actually, I have a tamed goat in my group right now. Like, can I have, is there a limit on how many animals? You could have two or three, I two think three. two okay. following. All right, so I got to, f- do they go back to a, a place where I can swap them out? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I so much, this is not the point of the stupid I've had game, and yet this Tom is all the I care entire about. time. And then I've had this goat for a while. I had another animal, but I think it. Oh yeah, you have a parrot that cusses at you. Oh, uh, but he died. Oh. And so I had to uh, now I have a goat. Yeah, you have to. This parrot belongs to this other NPC, and you could buy him from him, hmm. or you could sweet talk the parrot, and he tells the other one to f off and joins you. Excellent. The, the the I think the the voice acting and a lot of the dialogue is really funny, really well uh, written and spoken. Um, one of the enemies when you fight the Gippers or not fight the Gippers, but when you interact with the Gippers, obviously you can fight, support, do other things with all the, all the different communities. Uh, they're called the Godfishers, and they call it flying kites to appease the gods. They basically string people up and stretch their skin out and fly them. You don't actually see that, but they. Oh, it's talk a turtle. It. Help the turtle. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm still hung up on Major Tomcat. I love that he has a little hat and he bandana. Hat. He's a ranger. That is adorable. Though in the YouTube clip I saw, he does not have a smoker's cat meow like my cat, which is disappointing. Meow, he does. He's a, he's got a pissy meow. <laughs> We're making fun of that because my kitten Alice nope. meows like she's been smoking cigarettes her whole life, and she's only two, like a year and a half old. <laughs> it's a scratchy voice. Boxes. It's like you haven't had time to give her that many cigarettes. Come on. Yeah. Well, she had a throat injury when she was a little. This guy's got the, a deer uh, in his party. What the hell? Yep. So yeah, you get the animals. Uh, you can create up to four of the characters, and then you have two spots, two slots for uh, NPCs that so you can switch in and out. So you can really there's a lot of good, you know, character customization stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think the yeah some of the little Easter eggs and like the one I just did a side quest that huh, it's uh, a bunch of elf slaves. It's called but it's like a Santa themed or Christmas themed location you think they're making toys that's why he says it and and oh i can't cuss on here but the santa's pretty funny um and you you go in and talk to him and what's really happening is they're creating this 
crazy drug called brain candy or something like that. And the the elves are enslaved and all the little bells on their outfits are little bombs wired up to this system to where if they leave the area, they blow up. And the Santa is a um, kind of like a slave driver making their, their, their illicit drugs. So you have to go find a way to, um, well, there's a lot of options. You can, you can leave them as they are. You can oust Santa. Um, you can free them without ousting Santa and then have a fight. You can make him leave. Or, and then once you get rid of Santa, if you do, you can either choose to keep the elves as being your slaves and making money for you or freeing them. So there's all kind of different choices like that you can do that varying degree. And a lot of times, some of your choices will come back to haunt you later. And then sometimes they don't. And you don't really know. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of be careful if you just want to be an ass everywhere and go around doing stuff. Well, there's stuff later in the game that could have repercussions by doing so. And you have like a fame lip meter. And sometimes it's just how if you do this, will you feel good about yourself? Like, hey, go capture this girl for the slaver. She escaped. And if you do, I'll give you all these goodies. Right. So you got to say, OK. I'm playing a game, but if I'm really role-playing, would I give this nice girl who escaped and is looking for a mom and the way to get her to go back to the slavers and say, hey, your mom came to, by our base. Uh, she's looking for you. And so the girl goes back and, and the slavers will take her and then they'll give you a bunch of goodies. Mm. Or you can tell the slavers to, you know, F off, save the girl, but you don't get near any good loot. Right. So can you live with yourself for that or not being in a game? That's a choice. But what the good stuff they give you is this locked door inside your base, which is like this vault down there. Mm-hmm. And it was really driving me nuts that I couldn't go in that locked door in my base. So that girl got to go to the slavers. <laughs> <laughs> if it was just I'm going to give you loot that's that I have on me and, and you give me the girl, I probably would have uh, saved her. But since it was unlocking that vault door inside my base that had been bothering me for about the last 10 hours of gameplay, I wanted to know what was in there. Was I it worth it? It. Uh, it was pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had some power armor in there, I think, and some other things. Really good stuff for where we were in the game. Um, you get some characters. Uh, your NPCs range from pretty benign to pretty messed up people. So you can have some, some nasties in your party uh, if you so choose. So there's a lot of freedom of choice and decision even though there's a fairly linear, well, there's a fairly fairly linear, um, what I would say, uh, main quest line, the big a few big things to do, and then you do a bunch of side quests in between, and those aren't linear. You can do them in any order you want, but a lot of uh, most of them are, or all of them have a level or suggested level attached to them on your quest log. So if you're like level 10 and it's level 25, you probably don't want to do it yet. So mm-hmm. you, you kind of the progression is more so by level. You can always attempt stuff that's a little higher than you and you could probably get away with it. Um, but so I think multiple playthroughs will kind of go through the, at least a, the similar path. But you could choose a whole bunch of different things to really change up how the game plays out for you by allying with different groups or making totally different choices killing these people or supporting these people that kind of thing and, and doing it the opposite way another time i think there'd be a lot of replayability in this one 
So, I mean, overall, I'm hooked. I love it. It's awesome. There are some bugs. Um, uh, I had one where I was in this one battle, and if you choose the, it's called, it's the, you have kiss ass and hard ass, which is two of the different uh, skills you can use to, you know, try to get out of uh, your conversation skills. Mm-hmm. And if you pick the hard ass one, it makes everyone scared, but there's some bug to where once you, once one of your characters uh, goes through all their ability points, it just starts auto tabbing in this continuous loop through all your characters and you get stuck. Oh, but geez. the day after I was playing it that night and the next day they patched that out. So oh, good. I was like it day too early. So they are patching it. They're picking up some of the, the, a few broken things here and there. I've had, that was the first game breaking bug I've come across. Um, but I was able to get around it by choosing a different option. That may not have been the optimal option or the one I wanted it to do, but I was able to continue the game. So there are some of that. Um, they're still working. It, there's just so many different conversation hooks and things like that that a few little things happen. But that was the only big one. I've seen some other ones where I'll get some slowdown and my frame rates start dropping. And uh, so I'll just save and reload, and that'll fix it. And that's happened twice. Um, the load times in between areas are probably a little higher than most modern gamers will be used to. So that can get a little annoying. It's not terrible, but it's also not like two seconds either. So it's probably like somewhere between, you know, eight to 10 seconds, maybe, maybe eight to 12 seconds. I, I haven't counted it, but it ju- it's just, a, it's just enough to be slightly annoying, but it's, it's not, it's, it's livable. Um, Trying to think of any other bugs. I found a side quest that wasn't finished yet. <laughs> that was interesting. Nice. There's a, a visual trigger, and it was just a green block. And I think they either missed it or forgot about it. So there's a few little... It, it's probably like a little minor. You uncover a piece of loot thing. It's really funny. Just by clicking something. But there's a few There's a few that... Um, but it's, it's a really big and vast game that I... You know, hey, I'd rather that not be... I'd rather that be polished and not have that, but... I'm not really. I'm not going to crucify him over it either. I, I can. It's understandable. It's a. It's a pretty in-depth game. There's lots oh, of. Wow, this Ronald Reagan on a Velociraptor with Ronald Reagan yeah. Max Headroom. Oh, I have to go to this. I told you the the Reagan stuff is really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to spoil story stuff, mm-hmm. so I just want to say go there. All right. It's, it's a, well, you have to. It's part oh, of the. Well, good. Um, but no, it's really, I really like that part. I like the, the monster gang area, which there's some cool music. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, popular songs that we've heard that are, I guess, uh, covered by different artists that they, they play during certain scenes and they're usually on point, uh, when, when it happens, like maybe a big battle or something like that. Um, Trying to think of what else. I, I it's becoming one of my favorite games, and I don't say that lightly. How's this uh, fit cool. into the pantheon of Fallout and Fallout inspired games? Oh yeah, I love it a lot. It's uh, um, I wouldn't say it's Fallout inspired. This inspired Fallout. <laughs> I think that there's some influence coming back into this from fu- f- um, later Fallout games. With uh, like the conversations, 
like the way they do conversations in this game looks very Fallout Three inspired. You know, was it you show the, the face of the guy? Yeah, like yeah. the full in three D model. I, I don't know. It just looks like well, Wasteland was kind of like that. They just didn't have the technology to do it back then. Yeah, was, I mean, and obviously there's a whole lineage here, right? And yeah. I just feel like they're feeding on each other and like trying to be better and better. And this one seems like. It's trying to do Fallout 3 better than Fallout 3 did it and incorporate some, like, combat system improvements from things like XCOM and the like. And, like, so you've got action points and all that. But it feels like they're trying to evolve it to get better. And I don't know. I haven't played it. So you tell me. Like, it felt um, like from the video that they were putting pulling together a bunch of elements and evolutions of these genres and trying to take a step forward and by putting them together in a good way. What do you think? I mean, I guess so. Uh, I think the the similarities to Fallout Three are just be in the visual of sure. how that looks. Uh, I think it's still kind of the conversation stuff. So kind of plays into how you know the other Wasteland games were with the different dialogue choices and it's kind of an evolution there and just the way the the visuals maybe look similar to that. Obviously, the gameplay between this and the Fallout Three game is completely different. Um, and I would say the Fallout games are more open world, where this is more quest based. Um, now Fallout had its quests, of course, but it's kind of more you know go sandboxy. This isn't sandbox. Okay. Uh, you have your little, you have your you know it's, you'll get it's like a quest log, and you have it. It's it to me it feels a lot more like uh, you know some of the Baldur's Gate more modern computer rpgs but in a post-apocalyptic world with guns and and you know kind of like like a pillars and that kind of stuff you yeah, know i was gonna say like is it you think it's more pillars inspired then no i wouldn't say it's inspired i just think oh. it, it's the gameplay and how that works is more like that okay. whereas the the vibe the story the world the feel is very very wasteland and fallout like you can tell they they spawn from the the same original place, hmm. and the the humor and the atmosphere is very familiar if you, if you like a Fallout game or or any of the old Wasteland games. So Wasteland it, it plays a lot like Wasteland Two does. So for someone that hadn't played Wasteland Two, yeah, it probably looks more like hey this came up, but to me it's more of an evolution again off Wasteland Two, like a further okay. But Sounds you, like fun. It is. It's it's pretty good. Well, I, I'm actually glad that you're on, Jonathan, because I started a game this week that is right up your alley. I um, started Lang Greaser. Oh, nice. Um, the I, remake? Say what now? The remake? Yes, the remake. Um, my husband got it for me for my birthday this year, and I've been kind of wait, waiting to play it. And since it's strategy RPG September, I figured now would be the perfect time to play it. And <clears throat> I'm like, where has this game been all my life? <laughs> On the Sega Genesis. Yes. And uh, well, I, it's funny because I played a lot of rpgs on uh sega channel back in the day but for some reason this one was never on the sega channel hmm. i don't know why maybe they just thought it was too hard for americans or something it was probably too obscure yeah yeah plus i think it came out really late yeah i'm trying to remember when it exactly came out 
but um, I've been really enjoying it thus far. My only issue <laughs> is that I am terrified that I am building completely building my characters wrong. Oh, this is the game I tried and couldn't get past the first map. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't I, realize I, I had to go this, north. I was playing this for the backtrack, like maybe a year or two ago, and I was talking about it on here, the uh, Genesis version. See, so yeah, you guys did a backtrack on this recently. Yeah, it was a year or two ago. Yep. Well, re- recently, as in recently enough, recent recent future. Recently enough, yep. But um, so I'm I'm enjoying it. I am kind of scared that I am not building my characters right at all. Uh, mainly because like the. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to explain the uh, mage characters I kind of have with uh, like phalanx units to kind of protect them and, and stuff. But I don't know if that's right. And the main prince character, I'm trying to do into a ward. <clears throat> I mean, there, I don't know if there's a necessarily a right or wrong. There may be a slightly more powerful than the other. I'd have to go back and. Look, I know I don't know how much they they've edited the game for um, the remake. It's a yeah. straight, straight remake, uh, no changes to the gameplay, or is it a um, we're gonna upgrade or balance some things? So if they balance some things, I don't know. If they didn't, there are some very there are some optimal things you have to do and. And a lot of it, too, is going to be not wasting XP on certain characters. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how you, you know, in the Fire Emblem games, where you'll yeah. get that one, you know, so you get that overpowered guy and you don't want to waste because there's only a, a finite amount of XP that you can, you know, give to your your people. And, and one thing I think that this game has is that you, you can go back and replay chapters and still keep all of your EXP and stuff like that. But the thing is that you have to go, like, you can go back to chapter one and replay that those chapters all the way up to your current chapter, but you can't move time forward. So mm-hmm. once you go back, you have to wait, replay all of that stuff. Interesting. Which I wonder if they put that in there to kind of let, let you be able to grind a little bit if you're hitting a hump. Yeah, maybe so. Because there, the, you could, if you if you didn't do your XP right, you could possibly paint yourself. I say paint, but put yourself on a corner to where you it'll be hard to keep going because your guys aren't strong enough. Yeah, I think, I think that's possible to do. And the really frustrating bit was that in some of those opening chapters, you had that uh, really powerful character that was was eating up all the XP, but they put him in the optimal. Op- optimum position to kind of like keep your dudes alive so it was kind of hard not to use them and i found that to be very frustrating yeah just don't get kills with them yeah i i guess you're right but i don't know i might have to go back and play some of those other chapters and just see what happens see if i can kind of level grind just a little bit and maybe tinker around with some of the builds and stuff like that. But th- thus far, I am having such an amazing time with it, especially, you know, the fr- this is the first strategy game that I've played in a long time that makes me feel like I'm actually commanding an army yeah. and not just a-, a mook running around just swinging at things with the sword. It's definitely got a unique approach to that that not a lot of other games have done. So it makes it 
different, at least. That's for sure. I'm uh, hoping that they're gonna that, that this game did well enough that they're gonna gonna, gonna maybe do re-releases of the other um, games in the series too. Is this just the first one, or is this the first two? The first two. Okay, yeah. the second one's even better. Cool. Uh, did, did the stories all connect? Oh, I'm trying to remember. I don't think it did. I don't think it connected. But I think I remember the second one. Just the the first one, you know, just like with a lot of those older RPGs, and I mean the first go, it's a very. It doesn't really. The story isn't the best. It's just very simple and straightforward, and the game kind of plays simple, and straightforward. The second one, I feel, fleshes the game out a lot better. Oh, I can't wait to get into more of that. Yep. And the other thing that I've been playing this week is more uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I had started this um, like several weeks ago. Or no, actually, like a couple of months ago, now that I think about it. And um, just kind of fell off of it, hadn't gotten a chance to play. And then this week I went through and I finished like the main story campaign. And the main story in that and it's pokemon mystery dungeon explorers of time and the main story in that's pretty uh heart-wrenching um especially since there's stuff with like time travel and you know i don't know what you would call it the back to the future thing to where if you change if you change the past and there's a potential to disappear and it plays with that kind of stuff and just really it was a really good story which kind of surprised me for a uh, Pokemon mystery dungeon game so I'm not going to get too much into that I'm doing a lot of the post game stuff in that game right now and I'm probably ready to move on to something else but I want to like see if the, the, there's supposed to be like an ultimate big bad with darker eye in the post game of that so I want to see how far it's getting or how far I'm going to get. But that game is also uh, the post game has been very, very difficult. So uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing. And it sounds like all we have been playing. Yeah. Unless anybody else had anything. Don't think so. <clears throat> so um, we had one feedback. Feedback. From Platinum from Platinum from Discord and he said since no one else did the question of the week Dragon Quest 4 and 9 both had antagonists that I was able to root for Pissarro and Corvus both were in love with women and were separated from them due to the actions of bad humans and they didn't start out as demon lords like most other titles and were warped by the treatments of their loved ones and themselves yeah, I remember that, and that, that was pretty heart-wrenching, too. So, if, um, I don't think we have a question of the week this week yet, either, unless something develops. So, um, you can respond to our question of the week either on the thread at rpgamer.com or on our Twitter, and we'll have to think of a question of the week later on, um... In the meantime, what's worse, breaking your arm or your leg? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really. I wouldn't know. I haven't broken anything yet. So, 
That being said, our, we've got um, editorials this week, and my Firefox window completely died. <clears throat> so we have a uh, review for the game Other Side. Well, my Firefox is really being slow. There it is. We have a um, Other Side by Zach Webster. Um, spoiler alert, he kind of found it to be meh. Meh? Um, there's Visually unique experience, timeline battle system is good, but not enough to carry the game's repetitive structure and game wax variety. Mm. Uh, this looks like a black and white RPG. Looks very, very grim dark. Oh, it's got red. Look, there's some red. Yeah, yeah, I see the I see the red too. Unless you're so colorblind, you then it is really just black and white, probably. Yeah. Two and a half out so of five. Go read his review on the site. And then we've got an interview from Shai Matheson from Dragon Quest XI, who plays, plays the best character, Silvando. And Silvando. it's a really cute review. I mean, a really cute interview. I like that we have um, more get, get of pictures in- of his character than we do of the actor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, get a little insight into how he came to make Silvando like one of the best characters in Dragon Quest of all time. Not that I'm editorializing or anything. So you can go read that on our site, and that's all of our editorial content. And now we've got news. For a second there, I thought you was going to do a smoker's meow. I don't know why. <laughs> I can do that for a while. I should stop. Yeah, that's that's Alice's meow in a nutshell. So though she doesn't meow really long, just um, so. Monster Harvest. Be, What's Monster Harvest? Um, it looks like a combination between Stardew Valley and Pokemon. Okay. Um, do you grow the monsters out of the ground or something? You're building up a farm near the town of Planimal Point. Oh boy! And crops planted can mutate into planimals, which players can bring them into battle with. And the world has three distinct seasons, dry, wet, and dark. Okay, you literally can get a chocobo in this game. Look at this thing. It's even got a saddle. Come on. It just wears its inspiration on its sleeve. Mm-hmm. Or its back. I mean, there's a there's also very clearly Zubats in the oh, thumbnail if you can't see. Alright, what system? When's it out? When do I play it? Um, it is being, it's in development for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. No release window has announced, oh, okay. been announced, but you can wishlist it on Steam, which I did. Cause is this I started or something or just, no, just announced in out of nowhere. All right, cool. Yeah. So I, I that can't wait cool. to, yeah. yeah, it looks fun. And then we've got another kind of sandboxy game, um, Multiplayer RPG Tinkertown, which takes place in a procedurally generated world with Is it biomes. made out of Tinker Toys? No. Oh. No, oh, that would be... it looks like um, 3D Dot Game Hero. Yeah, yeah that, that was kind of the vibe that I was getting to. Um, players can explore and gather resources to craft craft stuff and furniture and build um, a whole bunch of dwellings, like from shacks to ca- castles, and you get to go explore dungeons and stuff. And um, this is available. Oh boy. Is it another crafting survival game with a unique art style? Great, just just what yeah, we needed. To be honest, I, I'm 
aside from Don't Starve, I've never really seen a top-down one before. Okay. Because we've got Terraria that is side-scrolling, and we've got Minecraft, which is full 3D, but I I don't know if there's other top-down ones like this. Mm-hmm. It looks really fun, though. I, I um, wish-listed it on Steam because it's about to go in early access with the uh, um, development for, or expected to release this fall. The, the article says that there was a free demo now out on Steam, but I didn't see it. I'm going to click the link. Um, yeah, no demo. Maybe it was during the yeah. summer games or something. That... Maybe. And some of those demos went so... away. So. Or you could just... So... It says early access, but there's no yeah, place could, to buy it. Where to... Yeah. <laughs> so, <What? laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe uh, it had early access, and now it's... Um, well, not anymore. Let's see, add to my wish list? Uh, yeah. yeah, nothing. All right, cool. Take it off my wish list. Well, okay, cool. I will be keeping track of the progress Gosh. on that, and then Steam made another... it easier to take things off your wish list. Finally, used to. Oh, they did? You remember how it used to be? They would take you to your wish list, and you had to remove it from the wish list page itself. Oh, it was so terrible. And now, See, I if I add it to the wish list, I can click X, remove it. Okay, thank you, Steam. See, I don't think <sighs> I've ever removed stuff from my wish list. Oh, okay. Oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are bigger than my um, stomach. Wallet. It's wallet. Well, what I'll end up doing yeah. is Budget. I'll, I have like a huge wish list, right? And yeah. And I'll put a new game on. And then a sale will happen where it's like, this game is 60% off. And if I go buy it, I'm like, maybe I'll let it go through one sale. But if I go through like two sales and it's like 60% off and I don't buy it, then I'm like, is this really on my wish list? Yep. Take it off. That's, that's exactly what I've been doing. Like, wait a second. <laughs> I've gotten notified that it's on sale three times. I haven't bought it. Maybe I don't actually wish for this game. Goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> that's actually a very good way to do that. I should probably implement such a policy. Yeah. Like, right. I still have Final Fantasy XI on my wish list, and I don't think they I added. Should. They're adding new content? What the heck? I... I know, but it's like pre-WoW gameplay, and I don't think my brain can handle that It's a anymore. very different game. <laughs> it's a very different game. Do you like watching a combat uh, text box to see what happened during the combat that you were supposedly taking part in? <laughs> Final Fantasy XI! <laughs> or, you know, like not having a hot bar. Yeah, no. It's all macros. It's all macros. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> never I has there been a game where I've had to have GitHub manage my macros like Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of games with interesting art styles, Critical Game Critical Games introduces Eight Bit Adventures Two. I didn't even know there was an Eight Bit Adventures One. Well, now you do, uh, and it's time for the sequel. <laughs> so, Eight Eight Bit Adventures Two has the look and feel of RPGs from the. NES, SNES, and PS1 libraries. This looks more like Game Boy Color to me. I don't Uh, know. All right. I'll take it. When I watch the trailer, it's kind of of that art style that people call 12-bit, where it's clearly way too advanced to be NES, but not quite SNES yet. Yeah. Um, That being said, the trailer made it look pretty awesome. It, It looks like a good Game Boy game, which... Yeah. <laughs> is a contradiction in terms, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but 
And if I don't know if you looked up Eight Bit Adventures one like I did, but that one looks more um, like even more NES. Mm. Even more NES. This looks but, cool. Uh, I, I I do. Yeah. They they look like they, you know, yeah. This is uh, interesting looking. So, I mean, it. Do, when's it not out? To be, How do I get it? When is it out? That is a good question. It. The game scheduled is, to release uh, for twenty twenty in for PC via Steam. Okay. So hopefully it will get a console port. Though if the first one didn't get a console port, I don't know. Might uh, might have to play this on my lap top uh, looks cool and then we've got path of exile is preparing for heists so chris are you ready for heist what no what's going on it's the latest expansion and challenge oh, but i never finished the i never finished the farming league oh they, uh, they heard the harvest mo- they had harvest this past season and i never really finished it and never got to the end game and i feel stupid and bad and now there's already going to be a new season and i'll never be able to grow my monsters in my garden oh i'm terrible all right what do we do in heist well this is the first concept where it lets players choose a potential reward before they kelly eight bit adventures 2 it. has a demo oh okay yeah. i will have to check that out Completely derailed my train of thought. Add it to my wish list. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Path of XL to Heist. Let's see. What does it say? First content where players can choose a potential reward before they can get it. What? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, you also have the first glimpse of a potential AI, AI party to play within the game, along with new AI behavior on the part of enemies. Is this... Okay. Will take players to Rogue Harbor where they meet thieves and join them to plan and execute heists. Um, the crew members join you on the heist and will need to be paid. Um, we have a very long article that goes into it in, in much detail, but that's like that everything. Kind of I'm sure it's extremely deep, long, involved, and requires lots of planning <laughs> in, because that's how Path of Exile is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There must, there's an optimal way to do it. You're going to do it wrong four times if you try to do it yourself without following a guide. <laughs> and the trailer has, uh, you know, ba- the basic heist uh, yeah. heist tropes, like going through the map, cracking the lock, sneaking up on people, that kind of stuff. It's just weird to see a new area in this game because I guess it's been so long since there's been one. And... Um, I guess they're getting ready for the uh, the sequel, so that makes sense. Um, coming out September 18th on PC, and then 23rd on consoles, PS4, Xbox One. And, uh, oh, and alongside this expansion, they're bringing out the Mac client. So the Mac version will be fully integrated and identical to the PC version, and so you can look forward to that in 13 days here. Woohoo! So hopefully you missed out on harvesting, but you can do heists. I don't know. I I don't. If I get into Path of Exile, Kelly, that's it. I won't be playing anything else for a while. So (laughs) that's how that works. Does the previous content go away or is it just not relevant? It depends. So what usually happens is if it's good, they actually integrate it into the base game itself. So like what you would do is you would find at a lower frequency the the seeds and stuff to do harvesting throughout your normal gameplay um 
but I don't know if they've announced whether or not they're going to do that with Harvest. Um, they've certainly done it with previous seasons content. So um, a lot of times that what it like the seasonal like introduce this thing, they'll have it in an abundance, and then it'll go away and be a more balanced addition to the core content of the game going forward. Ah, uh, okay. I, and that might not make sense, but it does make sense if you try it. You'd understand. Yeah. And you'd like stumble upon this thing like, oh, that's that thing from that season. And so since you run into it less often, the rewards from each one will be much better than it was during the season when you were running into it a bunch. I see. Man, I have not gone down the path of Exile Rabbit Hole yet. And I, I want to. Believe me, I want to. But then I just see Diablo 2 and it's like, I just want to go it oh, is crap. Diablo 2. It's just it. taken to the extreme. Like, let's keep going with those concepts and ideas. And yeah, and I like it for that. Um, I think what I'm doing with Path of Exile, I probably won't do this season. I will probably keep waiting off for the sequel coming later this year, which is like just a couple more months. And they're going to do the sequel is really just a whole new campaign in the in the game. They're just updating the whole game. It'll have two campaigns. You choose which one you want to play when you boot it up. But I think that's what I'm going to wait for and then get real back into it then. Yeah, I I'm like sorry, Path of Exile. I played it a good bit, but to me, having to plan out ahead of time so strictly your your build and all that ends up being a turnoff for me just because sometimes I want to wing it and try out different stuff, and if I don't like it, switch to something else. And so I, know that's I get the sense that there's people who do that, but it's the people who are, who've played through this so many times that it only takes them five hours to get a character to end game, and that's not me when I play this game. Mm -hmm. So it's like, maybe if I could get a character to end game that quickly, I could just wing it and try new builds and experiment. Um, but it, I can't. And it's like, I don't know how you get to that point, but you got to sink a lot of hours into the game to get to that point. I prefer, um, so I end up just picking a build and then I kind of try to play it like an older Diablo game where it's like, I'm just waiting for a good drop that makes this build really shine. Um, and that's, but that means I'm taking the whole design a build aspect out of the game. And if that's what you're looking for and you want a lower barrier to entry, then that's where Diablo three has you covered because it's real easy to switch your builds around in that game. But once you've done that for 60 hours, you're kind of done, right? There's, you've, yeah. you I mean, have I, a sense of what it is. Diablo three <laughs> has kind of ruined the dungeon crawler for me because I tried to play Torchlight two, which is essentially Diablo two, and it just felt very slow and dull. I, I think yeah, I think Torchlight two is very slow and dull. I think that it it's a good game, but it hasn't aged well, and it doesn't mm -hmm. offer that much beyond. I don't know. I have weird feelings about Torchlight 2 because I do like what it was going for, but it didn't go anywhere and it didn't get anywhere and it didn't have post-game support like it needed. And yeah, I don't know. With Diablo 3, just having that go into adventure mode, go blow a bunch of things up, uh, gain your levels, get your loot, um, pick your favorite build and you can kind of tweak it with the runes a little bit. It's mm -hmm. like that just, that changed the dungeon crawler for me. It's real good on and Switch. I don't, uh, mm -hmm. Oh, I know. <laughs> I kind of wish they'd keep putting more time into it, but nope. Now we have to get Diablo 4. It's real dark, Kelly. It's dark. Yes. Did you know it's dark? So it's dark. It's going to be dark. And so metal. dark. Lots of metal and dark. Well, I'm okay with that. You know me. Yeah, so Diablo 4 but... coming to a PC next decade. And um, it's 
So you look forward to that and uh, Torchlight 3 maybe. Maybe that'll bring it all together. Because that's coming 3... soon, right? I thought Torchlight 3 was already out. I thought I saw it's it. It's not. It's in early store. access, Anna says. Okay. And I heard it wasn't that good. And Switch and next-gen systems. I, I don't care. Like, I'm going to wait for it to be done because one of my complaints with Torchlight 2 was, like, wanting more post-game support and patches. So I, oh. I don't want to <clears> jump into <throat> Torchlight 3 too early, you know? Right. Right. So in the meantime, you could jump into Rune 2 because it's getting a campaign update launch that's or a campaign update that's coming Can I next not? week. Um, I don't know. I've never even heard of this game. <laughs> I don't know much. I don't remember this one. Um, um, so it's getting a story oh, update. It's going to revamp the game's main storyline, give it new characters, quests, and a new ending, adding a new dungeon called Midgar, a skill tree system, new events, and creatures. Um, the update comes out September 9th. Uh, and that's that. The game's going to be available on Steam in November of 2020. All right. So. There we go. Okay. And then, ooh, for, for strategy RPG September news, uh, Mercenary Blades, Blaze of... Let me rephrase that. Mercenaries Blaze, Dawn of the Twin Dragons has been announced. I know Anna is a huge fan of the Yeah, this looks like Mercenary Saga, is it? Yeah, it's oh, the okay. same. Okay. It's like the next game in the saga. Um, when do we get it? consists of four games right now. Uh, Will the White Lions Order the Silver Eagle, Grey Wolves of War, Mercenaries, False Phoenix, and then, so it's kind of keeping with that animal theme. <clears throat> but it's being developed for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch and expected to launch in Japan in this fall with no further details oh, okay. being released. So this is a get excited, this thing's going to exist, but we don't know when we get to play it yet. So right. Yes. Okay. So... I, I need to get more into the Mercenaries games. I, There's I like a trilogy on Switch, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I downloaded the collection and I tried to play it and I just I couldn't get into it at the time, but mm-hmm. that was a me problem. All right. So, <clears throat> and then we've got a Kickstarter check-in with Kickstarter half check. games and their <clears throat> Kickstarter campaign for its tower defense RPG hybrid called Dwerve. Dwerve? Um, Stars a young dwarven tinker who explores the ruins and is trying to uncover lost technology. Um, you, the combat is based off of the placement of turrets to fight enemies with players assisting their own attacks. Oh, okay. Um, Legend of Zelda inspired. $10,000 um, what they wanted. They're at 28000 so they've hit it. They've got a free demo. You can check it out. If you want to get a copy of the game, it's 15 to start. And then if you want to go crazy, you can spend $5,000 and design a boss with them for the Warsmith Supreme tier. There you go. <laughs> $5,000. They they've got a bunch of stretch goals. They've only gotten like halfway through the list. So go check that out if you care. Sounds fun. I do like me uh, tower defense games when they're well implemented. So I could, I could see myself playing something like that. And that was all of the major news. Now we can hit the briefs. Um, Monster Rancher 2 is getting a remaster coming in September. 
following up to their Monster Rancher 1 remaster that was for Android, iOS, and Nintendo Switch. No announcement of an English release, though, and instead of instead of inserting CDs, you pick it from a list, which yeah, doesn't sound Yeah, we've heard about that. Fun. Yeah. Um, Are we getting that here? Are we getting either of those here? I don't think so. Oh, okay. It would be nice if we did, because I really liked the original games, even though the the fun part was bringing my CD wallet to my friend's house and going through the whole the whole wallet. Um, right. In other news, Aloth Champions of the Four Kingdom, Kingdoms gets a new trailer, and the PS4 and Switch versions have been announced. Uh, we get a minute-long gameplay video. Oh, it's an isometric video. RPG. So is this like a Baldur's Gate, or is this a... Action RPG. Or... I couldn't tell by looking at the I can't trailer. tell either. All right, there we go. So when do uh, we... It's coming we'll out, out next year. Uh, yes. PS4, Switch, PC, and Xbox One. Okay. Um, Genshin Impact is heading to PS4 in September. It is a free-to-play action RPG set in the world of Tivat, where players control a character known as the Traveler. What? Um, no release date has been declared. Like oh, wait, the, no, I'm sorry. The big I read that sphere from, from Destiny, the Traveler? No, no the okay. character you play is the Traveler. So right. the game's launching on PS4 along with Android, iOS, and PC on September 28th, and then is in development for the Switch. Free to play. Uh, the launch trailer. Say what? It looks like a, it looks like a action-y isometric. Oh, the a yeah. Okay, action-y. A-Lof, cool, yeah. got it. And then this Genshin oh. Impact is anime free-to-play. <laughs> yeah so right. probably lots of gotcha i hope then, i hope not but it i don't know what it, what you're gonna pay for because it doesn't seem like lots of characters but uh, everything they show is all like anime it. trailer so i don't know all right whatever what's what's up with game deck so um, that's the game detective game Switch. anna was very interested in this when she's demoed it it's coming to Nintendo Switch sometime in 2021, okay. following the PC release. Um, the developer had some live streams. As now Anna's going to wait even event. longer before she plays it, because she'll wait for the Switch version now. Yeah. Takes place in the 22nd century and features players acting as a private detective. All right. Yeah. Um, Anna Marie did an impression last year on yep. this, but we've, we've got both the, the game dev stream and the trailer on our site. Uh, game uh, developer Badru announced a tactical RPG Tenderfoot Tactics, which is going to launch on October 21st for um, PC, Mac, and Linux via Steam. Um, set in a world where a vast spirit known as the Fog has been eating way through its dense forest. Uh, I sure uh, like that art style. Yeah, I... I wasn't very impressed by the art style either, but that's going to be coming out next month. I'm having trouble clicking through my stories because my cat is laying on my mouse. (laughs) (coughs) All right. Haven Uh, is adding Xbox Series X versions and some new gameplay footage you can check out on a trailer. That's the one where you play as a couple and you fly around collecting things and it's got a narrative. It's RPG-ish. So you can check that out. Uh, So... Just basically some new footage, and they're confirming that they're going to have all the new consoles as well as their current lineup of PS4 and, and Xbox One and Switch. Still no date. 
Looks cute. Makes me wonder if the couples bicker. Oh, they do. Okay. But they they're like a real couple. Like that's one of the things they're going for: arguments and lovey doveyness. Uh, okay. Because I I don't know about you, but I don't trust couples that don't bicker. Exactly. <laughs> um. So and. Akupara Games is set to um, publish Clover, Clover Bites Grind Game, uh, besides growing action adventure RPG planned for release via PC via Steam sometime in 2021. Um, players are going to be running around in an alien world absorbing enemies to gain their power. So we've got that trailer up on the site. Um, Mary Skelter Finale has been pushed to November in Japan, so probably even further for um, English players who want to see the end of the Mary Skelter trilogy. Um, that's going to be released November 5th, 2020 in Japan for the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch. And they also didn't develop a reason for the delay, so maybe just more time in the oven, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Vaporium Lockdown is launching for the PC in September. This looks uh, like a... This looks like a Legend of Grimrock, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's steampunk. All right. Yeah. Steampunk first-person dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, when is this launching? It's launching on September fifteenth via Steam Gog and Humble Store, and then um, a Nintendo Switch release is planned in twenty twenty, and PlayStation Four and Xbox One versions in twenty twenty one. Weird. The Switch is first. Okay. And then, um, Adam RPG. Oh, this is the, uh, yeah, that's like a Fallout ish type game. Did you play this at all, Jonathan? Yeah. I have, I think I own it. Or maybe it's on my wish list. Uh, I think it's only one character, though, which bothered me. Okay. I think if it, like, if you got a party of characters, I would get it, but it's just, those games seem off to me with only the one character. Didn't you only have one in the first game? In Fallout yeah, One, rather, but you did get companions. Right. So, Vampire's Fall Origins is heading to Switch and Xbox in September. Um, Origins is a turn-based RPG set in the village of Vampire and its surrounding areas. Um, it's going to be coming out on September seventeenth, and was originally released for iOS and Android, with a PC version that was early um, launched earlier this year. So you can check that out. Um, Woman and Run Games is giving us a, a physical release for Regions of Ruin. That uh, pre-orders are open until October fourth, and the game for the Switch is twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, side scrolling RPG, two D side scrolling RPG. Right, kind of weird. All right. And then Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is coming to consoles this month. Was this the game that Anna yep. helped work on? Yep. Okay. And she'll be supporting the console launch. So September twenty second, it looks like. PS4, Xbox oh. One, and Switch for twenty nine ninety nine. Anna, does it support a Hotas on the Switch? No. <laughs> she very angrily said no. <laughs> Which means she's gotten that question. <laughs> flight sim so, fans are a special group of people who have a perhaps a slightly irregular set of demands <laughs> I can imagine 
So we've got a sequel to Eterno Blade announced with the original Eterno Blade heading to PC. Um, they announced that an enhanced version of the side-scrolling action RPG uh, Eterno Blade is going to be um, coming to, to PC via Steam. Um, it's going to be called the Director's Rewind and is going to include enhanced combat, new abilities, revamped levels, encounters, and puzzles. And um, I don't know this game. <laughs> yeah, is this I, any I good? <laughs> this is a re- this is a redo of a sequel that I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I see it all the time in the eShop, like on sale, but I never really know what it entails. All right. An act- is but this a Metroidvania? I don't know. Actiony, lots of action and pausing time. So I don't know. Well, check it out, and if you're into it, they've got a remake coming with more stuff for other consoles. So, and then Azure Lane Crosswave is getting DLC in October. Um, that's going to be coming out on October 5th for the PlayStation and PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, PC five- and PS4. Oh, right. Yeah. My bad. Um, it's it includes five, five DLC packs, and uh, wow, it's eight bucks a piece for the packs, or thirty-four dollars for all five. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. That's a discount. <laughs> it's the naval RPG where battleship. Babies oh fight no, fight this is the one with the see. with the ship ladies. Okay, yeah, all right. Goodbye. <laughs> and then. Um, Edge of Eternity is set to announce in spring 2021. I had to look this up because it sounded very familiar and yes. it's just like a... This thing's been in Kickstarter for forever. Yeah. <laughs> I was think this I backed one, this. <laughs> was this one of the ones that was supposed to have like Square alumni or am I thinking I of something else? I this point. I think Square is publishing it, right? Or they, they were involved somehow, I thought. Uh, not currently. They're not. Dear Villagers is the developer. Midgar Studio. No, sorry. Dear Villagers is the publisher, along with Maple Whispering Limited, and the developer is Midgar Studio. Yeah, Maybe I'm know. just thinking. It. I, it's um, been around so long, I couldn't remember at this point. Yeah. It's probably changed three times. This is looking like a big old AAA JRPG thing, but I don't know. Oh, it's on early access right now, and it's going to be launching digitally for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One with a physical version that's going to be available in the U.S. and available for pre-order at Best Buy right now. So you can go check that out. And then Morbid the Seven Acolytes is getting a physical release for the Switch and PS4. Um, This is a top-down action RPG that where players assume the role of the last driver of Debrom, whose mission is to defeat the seven acolytes that have ravaged the world. Uh, it's a horror punk RPG. And the signature edition is going to include a game, box, concept art, two enamel pens, the new cloth map, and a CD soundtrack. So you can go check that out. And then Falconeer is getting a closed beta. Um, the beta is going to be available on the PC in October with um, those interested in participating being able to sign up through the game's Discord server, which we have a link to on the site. Um, Falconer is about an airborne warrior who fights using ranged weapons above the Great Ursi. 
and the game's going to be released in November 2020 for PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Looks like a flight, kind of flighty, combat-y RPG. <clears throat> and then lastly, Yee's um, Origin is heading to Switch in October, and Limited Run Games is producing a collector's edition, which includes a poster, CD soundtrack, art book, and unique collector's box. But no enamel pens. Um, the game's also coming out via the eShop. It takes place 700 years before the events of the first East game. And uh, this game's already been out on the PS4, Vita, and Xbox One. So, that is all the briefs. Um, do you have what's coming out this week? All right, Kelly. So, looking through the new releases here... I see on PS4 we've got uh, Kingdom of Amalur Re-Reckoning, either coming or just came out. Uh, this this site, it's hard to tell what date exactly. Um, I've got RPG Maker MV. Uh, I guess I should look on these other sites where they actually give me nice dates. What day is it? When is it? Eh. It's so hard to reconcile this stuff. So RPG Maker MV comes out on the 8th. Amalurie Reckoning also out on the 8th. We've got some other stuff. Metal Metal Mag Xeno. You know, everyone's favorite. Reborn on PS4. Yeah? Yeah? No? Um, Josh is in Alabama, and I don't want to further his suffering. (laughs) Vampire the Masquerade, Shadows of New York. Oh, I guess that's a visual novel? That's not the new game. Okay. I can't keep up with all this stuff. It's ridiculous. Um, What else came out this week or is coming out this week? Um, Not a lot. I guess... uh, Oh, the the Outer Worlds DLC. So, if you're into the Outer Worlds... um, that uh, the Peril on Gorgon DLC is coming to that. Was that the Dr. Thunder Fallout? Yes. Okay. I think it's Dr. Thunder Fallout because it's like the Fallout game, but it's like actually good. And Mm -hmm. it's like the modern Fallout game that's actually good. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm casting a hot takes there. Sorry. So I forgot to bring this up at the beginning of the show and some non-RPG news, but um, Nintendo is celebrating Mario in a big way with like oh, re-releasing yeah. Mario, Mario 3D World and the 3D Mario games um, and 3D Mario All-Stars. And I don't know about you, but that kind of killed my motivation for gaming for the month because it's like I, I want to get that collection so I can replay uh, Sunshine and Galaxy. And p- possibly play um, 64 for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I like any other people are sharing my excitement over that or not. I, I, I guess I, Ma- I'm not a fan Mar- of Sunshine. Um, Galaxy okay. is a good game. So more of that's good. Sunshine for me is one of those games that I think about and I like playing for like 10 minutes and then I'm satiated. 
And Vaughn and I have like called that Mario Sunshine Syndrome because every time we've ever traded in that game, we got this, like, I want to play Mario Sunshine again. Mm. And what's annoying is that Nintendo's doing limited releases of these. Mm -hmm. So I think they're only going to be available until like March. So I'm just wondering. Why why are they doing. I don't know. Why is it limited if it's on. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand either. It's why I've thought about actually double dipping with that because I've got my physical edition pre-ordered. What, why and, would you spend more money on this bad practice? I don't understand I, that. Just don't buy it. Say this is bad. Don't buy it. Per- permanently cure my Mario Sunshine s- syndrome so that I have it readily available. I don't well, know. I mean, I'm just also, get the one copy. You don't need two. I know. I know. Just, you know, having it on my Switch permanently would be kind of nice, but you're right. I shouldn't spend that much money to double dip. Damn Chris and you being responsible. No, you're right. I'm, no, I'm I'm wrong. <laughs> but um, that almost kind of gave me an idea for the question of the week. Is there an RPG series that you would like to see get uh, All-Stars treatment? Okay, let's be clear. What does that mean to get All-Stars treatment? Like, I personally would love to see Capcom come out with the Breath of Fire collection. Because, okay, so does All-Stars just mean a collection, or is it a collection and they're all remakes? No, just a I mean, you can do either or. Because, like, Super Mario All-Stars, the original on SNES, was, like, they remade the games on the SNES hardware. It's, like, they with SNES graphics. Um, the new one, it, this one, the three D one, just seems like no. We just made the games work on the new system, right? So, mm-hmm. I think they're getting like a little bit of a HD spit shine. Okay, but that's I know about which, it. I know which uh, RPG series, and they do they need to do that with. Oh, which one? Kingdom Hearts. Okay. No, they they already what? did that. It's called the All in One Collection. Uh, that's the joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> How many times do we need that re-released? <laughs> How about Final Fantasy 1? Let's bring that out like seven more times. We got new consoles coming. Let's do new Final Fantasy 1 remakes. Square Enix hey, is always up they, for that. If they put the PSP versions on the no, Switch, I would No, I want new versions, Kelly. That. Brand new versions. New remakes. You say one. VR. I think the one that's been done more than one is four. Yeah. All right. I want a VR remake of four, and I want it to be compatible with Free Enterprise. VR speedruns. So, are you talking in full 3D or do you just input your commands? Oh, no, it's all full 3D. Okay. Oh, yeah. Full 3D VR. You pick up what... You open the chest to get weapons out of them. That's terrible. Yeah. I want it to be terrible and awesome at the same time. It's fully VR. No, I mean, and and Squeenix recently has been really good about doing their uh, collections with the Mana collection and now the Saga collection. But I want to see more stuff like that from like more obscure RPGs. Like Konami, if you want to get some money from me, maybe do a Suicoden All Stars, Mm. perhaps. I don't know. I'd I'd like to see other people's answers. I I know. It'd be nice, but they're not going to touch. They got that uh, Kickstarter for the new one. Just go do that. Let the new one be super successful, and then they'll think about it. Yeah, well. 
Just don't count on anything from Konami right now. I don't know what you're going to get out of them. But, but yeah, um, your All-Stars collections. I want to hear everybody else's answers. And bonus points to the first person that says Shining Force. <laughs> you're corrupting the... That's season. another one. Yeah. Kelly wants the two of the series that aren't going to get touched as far as... <laughs> Oh, I know. But I New Shining wait. Force is a follow-up to, to Exa, wouldn't it? <laughs> or is it Tears? I don't even know. Tear oh, Crease? that Shining Dragon thing they put Oh, on. right. Yeah. But um, um, write to us with your answers either via Twitter, Twitter at Twitter. Uh, RP Gamer. Twitter. <laughs> I turned Bostonian all of a sudden. At, um, our, at RP Gamer or uh, on the show thread on RPGamer.com. And you can come hang out with us on our Discord, which we have the links on RPGamer.com. Mm. And I believe that's the end of our show. That is the end of the show. Thank you very much, Kelly, for hosting. Jonathan, yes. for being here. And you, dear listener, for watching, listening, whatever um, you're doing. What, what are we playing this week? What are we playing this week? I am going to be doing more Land Greaser. Okay. And I'm 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 in a Pokemon mood, so I might start up Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. I I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> I know what I should do, which is play Final Fantasy VII Remake. No, you yes. should play um, Crusader, or Waste, Kings 3. Crusader Kings Three is what I should or do. Wasteland 3. Or Wasteland Three and get uh, Major Tom in my party. Yep. And just Man. play something, but don't neglect your wife. Okay. I want to play Crusader Kings 3 as well. I, I'm here and get Do you have Game Pass? It's on there. It's Game Pass. Okay. The, e, the EA one? No, the Xbox Game Pass. Oh, you play it on... Oh, yeah, I do have that. Yeah, it's on PC. PC so if you have Xbox, Game Pass yeah. Ultimate or the PC Game Pass, either one, okay. you can get it on PC. Um, I don't know if it's on console. That's a good question. Interesting that they'd have it on the... But yeah, yeah if you that. have that, you can just download it and play it right now. Then I don't get my Steam achievements. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Which I don't even know what achievements I have on the second. You one know how this Steam. game? You know how this game works. You play it a billion times. If you like it, buy it oh, on I'll Steam like it. later. You know, I don't. Who cares? <laughs> I think I should probably just have it on. Well, see, maybe I'll play it on this until it goes on it's sale on free Steam. right now to play. Just play. Why spend money you don't have to pl- spend? Yeah, and wait for it to go on sale with, like, the expansion pass yeah. included for half the price and then get it on Steam. There you go. Be a discount conscious. Thanks, everybody, for watching. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here on Twitch.tv slash RPGamer or on your normal podcatcher, podcast, pod, your normal podcast machine. Until then, see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.